I'm delighted to be joined by a very special guest here in the Curtain Razor this week, Dublin footballer Sinead O'Hearn. We're here at the launch, uh, AIG's launch of Golf Ireland season, including uh, the Men's and Women's Cup and Shields and the uh, Amateur Clothes Championship as well. And first, Sinead, thanks again for joining us here in the Curtain Razor. No, thanks for having me, Darren. Um, Sinead, first things first, two questions I have to ask you at the start. But one, um, I didn't think I'd be talking to you at the golf launch. Uh, you looked like you had great fun there the other day. Uh, yeah, it was a bit. It was a bit of crack. Obviously, uh, a few, a few very uh, good golfers uh, <laughs> playing off very low handicaps or scratch. Um, we're we're around to to launch that, and and obviously um, coming into summer months, big time for them in terms of that, those competitions. Do you play much golf yourself? Um, I play a little bit. Obviously, it's a bit. Um, it's a bit hard to find a chunk of time to to go out and play uh, golf when you're when you're mid season. So um, yeah, look, if 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 I get the odd gap in the training schedule, I might go out and play nine holes, but uh, not not as much as uh, as you'd hope, I suppose. So what we're saying here is maybe in about five years' time we decided to do a <laughs> yeah. the golf podcast here. You you'd be open for a conversation. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, maybe, maybe when we, now it's it's one of those things that probably the, the more you practice, the worse you get. I'd say when you when you play a bit bit here and there, you can kind of kid yourself maybe that you're uh, you've got potential. Oh, no, I, I, I've no doubt you definitely do as, as well. Sinead, the other question I want to ask you, and even I nearly made the mistake at the intro too, I'm not used to calling you just a Dublin player. Must feel a bit weird this year that I'm not calling you Dublin captain. Uh, yeah, look, I suppose I was uh, hugely privileged to have held that role for, you know, five years um, and, and probably something that made me a, a better player, a better teammate and, you know, fortunate to have had a, a bit of success doing it. So that's experience that I'll, that I'll still call on, obviously going forward and, Carla and Eve, Eve are capable and, you know, up, up to them, I suppose, put their stamp on it and, and take the team forward in that role. Was it a conversation that you had with Mick yourself before the decision was made or was it just kind of like, how, how did it come about? Or was it just kind of, did you feel yourself, time it was time to hand the mantle over? Yeah, look, I suppose I would have spoken with Mick over the last couple of years at the beginning of the season, coming back about, you know, whether it was still the right fit for, for me and for the team, I suppose, to, to kind of stay in the role or whether the time was right for, for someone else to have that opportunity. And as I said, you know, great honour, great privilege to do it and, and, I think developed me as a player. So I suppose getting that balance right for the team um, in terms of, you know, new leaders coming in and, and new blood and new eyes, et cetera. So look, ultimately the time is right to do that. I was a bit late coming back this season, I suppose, as well, in terms of having finished off the club season. And, you know, the girls, as I said, has plenty of candidates that were, you know, uh, very, very capable of stepping into that role. And I think, um, you know, it's, it's good to kind of to, to see that coming through and, and, and for them to, to put their stamp on it. Before I'll go back to Dublin in a moment, but just when you mentioned that as well, and like the honour, you're in my own hometown of Ballinasloe back uh, in February too. I had the honour to be there to watch St. Sylvester's win an All Ireland title. Based on everything you've achieved in your career so far, needless to say, that ranked very, very highly up there. Yeah, it was fantastic. I suppose it's the longest I'd probably played at my club in about 10 years, really, probably since we had a you know a run at it. Um, I suppose typically the way it would have worked for us was we'd probably play club championship around May with the gap in the Leinster you know, schedule in county over the last few years. There wasn't uh, either a Leinster championship or, or maybe only one or two games. So we tended to have a gap there where you'd play it. You'd come back to your clubs for maybe six weeks um, and then back in at the end of the season to kind of finish it off over maybe, you know, four weeks. So it was a pretty short time that you'd probably spend with your club training and it was a bit, um, you know, broken up. So, you know, great to go on a run. Obviously, it was winter football, which uh, was was interesting after, I suppose, last year, haven't haven't done it as well with the inter-county season. Um, but, you know, we'd, we'd, we'd great crack with the team and I think it was really kind of good for us to sort of build in, in terms of probably gelling a, an older group in the team with, you know, some of the younger girls coming through. So to have that kind of a run you know, build success and, 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 you know, gives, I suppose, a bit of visibility for the 16s and the minors come behind us to, to what we're, 
you know what we're about and, and maybe push on to to get on to the senior team. So uh, yeah, it was, it was a great run. We we really enjoyed it as a as a club, and thankfully uh, at the end of the year came out with uh, a good bit of silver. Oh, it was fantastic to watch too as well. Like, you know, and even getting to chat to some of your team teammates over the course of the campaign as well. But I suppose, Julie, based on your experience too, it's it's a perfect example of how the split season can work and work very, very well. Yeah, look, I, I think, you know, I think the split season will be an interesting one to, to sort of see how it goes. Like, obviously, with the, the league, um, you know, inter-county level, that's probably, you know, quite short. Whereas, you know, I think it'd be, it'd be good to see a bit more... Uh, length in that but obviously you've got to give enough time to prepare for championships so when, when you've got college demands and everything else to fit in there's there's a lot to balance um I suppose with the, the club season coming at the end it'll it'll, it'll happen pretty quickly um you know when, when things finish up like I think we're scheduled to start championship probably August with with the club so August September obviously be nice to play um you know championship matches at, at that time of the, the year and um, hopefully, then you're you're still looking at getting a break, I suppose, for intercounty players at, at the end of the season, where they can, you know, kind of have. But for the majority, obviously, for people who kind of do well in competitions and go on, that's always going to be a, a trade off. But you know, to have your county championships, I suppose, played and and finished by um, October, I suppose, gives certainty to, to the club players and, and still provides a bit of a break, hopefully, for for everybody all around. Of course, you won't be looking for a break before that as well. You'll be hoping to go on a run and I won't get carried away. We're taking it one game at a time. But before we talk about Mead at the weekend, uh, just going back to the captaincy thing, of course, Carla Rowe and Eve Collins getting the nod. I couldn't think of two better people to step up to the role. Yeah, look, obviously, um, both been playing with the team for for a long number of years at this stage. Lifers, I think, uh, I think, I think uh, it's fair to say. So um, yeah, look, they're hugely committed, um, and as I said, um, have, you know, have been involved with the, the leadership group over the last couple of years as well. So um, they're they're they know the ropes, and uh, they I suppose will will take on that with a bit of relish, I suppose, and, and just kind of drive things from from the top. So um, yeah, good, huge work rate. Um, obviously, uh, very 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 good players as well. Um, so you, you, there, there'll be a bit of bite uh, about them, and a, a bit of extra, I suppose, hunger and desire this year as well. And there'll be a bit of bite about everybody going to Parnell Park on Saturday night. I'd imagine it's a rivalry that's really picked up over the last year in particular and another big showdown for Dublin, of course. You're trying to, to confirm your place in the Leinster final. I think you're effectively there, but not mathematically. But meet against Dublin, another opportunity for both teams to test themselves out. Yeah, look, and as I said, I suppose it was a short enough um, league in terms of, you know, you, you didn't play everybody. So you're trying to get game time into different players. And, and the same again for Leinster. Like once the, the All-Ireland series starts, it's uh, there's very little room for error. It's it's pretty much uh, game to game pretty quickly, sometimes week to week. Um, so this is the time I suppose to road test to kind of get players up to speed to get, um, you know, what, what you've been working on since the end of the league implemented and, and try a few things uh, before you really need to be, you know, hitting the road Um Pretty, pretty, pretty quickly at the end of uh, at the end of the Leinster campaign. So yeah, look, another opportunity to play um, high quality opposition and uh, to sort of see where we're at. Yeah, like as you said, it'll be coming a mile a minute from June, and you'd be hoping it'll be the the mile will be much longer. But look, obviously you're de- you're devastated to lose the All Ireland final last year to Mead, and of course, especially be the county that it is local rivals as well. That's kind of new rivalry, that new challenge up there now. How much of an impetus has that had on this Dublin team now preparing for the year? As you mentioned in other interviews, you're all practically there, bar maybe uh, Siobhan McGrann, Lee McAvoy. But I mean, you know, there's a challenge there now as well and it's been proven to be a big challenge. Yeah, absolutely. Look, um, All-Ireland holders at the moment, league title holders at the moment, so they're going very well. And, you know, um, I suppose they made the 
step up from intermediate um but but had built that success at that level you know they were they were a few years getting there so they're they're not an overnight team they've they've very carefully crafted um you know the position that they've got themselves into and very confident in in the the players that they have and the, the style and system of play that they have so um yet yeah, they're they're obviously uh top of file at the moment and everybody's chasing they are indeed, and they have what you what you want leading into the championship as well. And just two quick questions, Sinead, before we let you go. Like we could we could talk long about what to expect on uh, Saturday evening, but the one thing, we're, we're, a lot of conversations are taking place about double headers between the ladies' game and the men's game, and thankfully the Leinster final has happened the same way too. But this rivalry between Dublin and Mead, the respect has been shown for it. It's standing up on its own merit. There was a good crowd in Navan during the league match, which was effectively a dead rubber, dare I say. And we can expect a good crowd in Parnell Park again this Saturday night. Yeah, like as you said, like we probably haven't played Mead, um, you know, in, in a good number of years before that. Um, obviously, last year's match uh, was was a bit of a game of chess and an interesting game. And I think, you know, I think that's it. It's just something new. It's something different um, that people haven't uh, probably seen in terms of uh, Dublin and Mead playing each other on on you know regular occasions. So yeah, there's a bit of interest. Obviously, there's the there's the angle of, of having you know played in the All Ireland final last year and, and another tight day tight game down in, in Navin this year so uh, yeah I think there's you know there's there's probably not going to be much in it at the, at the weekend um, and uh, look as I said teams will be testing out a few things um, more more uh, time in the legs uh, for, for players and, and just sort of building up to that, that real championship speed and dealing with that system as well that even Mick would have admitted last year you probably weren't used to too that's the challenge that you're getting now these games against Mead finally before I let you go Sinead I know you didn't play against Westmead last week you had a knock in training how was the injury and will we see you in action on Saturday night? Yeah unfortunately just uh, nicked um, strain and hamstring just at the very end of the training session so look obviously a week is a tight turnaround between games so uh, pushing away on, on the rehab but um Look, fingers crossed, I'll, I'll be back uh, very, very shortly, but uh, not, not too sure about the weekend. Now, it's, it's, it's probably looking a bit too close for me. I like listening to sports says because I like to listen to ladies football and ladies camogie. Now, I'm delighted to be joined by Wexford Joint Football Manager. I have to get that right this year, Lizzie Kenton. First, Lizzie, thanks for joining us here in the Curtain Raiser. No problem at all, Darren. Delighted to be here. Lizzie, you're on the road again. Uh, I was just joking off air. It's never a dull moment with this Wexford team at the moment. The bad days are bad, but then you bounce back, show great character. And now we're looking forward to a Leinster Intermediate Football semi final on Sunday. Yeah, um, nothing if not entertaining anyway, Darren. I don't know how good it is for the for the heart or for the ticker, <laughs> but um uh, every day I suppose looking at that is we're, we're looking to try and see can we can we can we manage that consistency? I suppose that's the next challenge for us. So the highs are highs and the lows are, are, are a little bit low sometimes, but we're working towards that consistency. So hopefully over the next couple of weeks and months, that's what we'll uh, that's what we'll see. One thing that's been a trait of the team since you got involved, and obviously you have John Nolan in, in with you now as well, is the character. As we just said there, well, we might have crack a joke about the bad day. The reality is he bounced back from those bad days. He did it last year to make a run to an All-Ireland final. And despite two poor days against Kildare this year, he bounced back as well close to a National League title and now the knockout stages of the Leinster Championship. Yeah, and I think that that's it's great credit to the girls in relation to that, you know. Um, I suppose we very much, and we talk about this the whole time, we, we do focus on performance. So um, we feel that if we can look after our performance, that results will take, uh, take care of themselves. And, and usually when we reflect afterwards on maybe days that, that results haven't gone our way, 
you know, it's very easy to identify in our performances where, where that's happened. And I think that process has stood to us quite well. Um, you know, I mean, look at as in at the end of it and Whilst, yes, you know, we, we've lost a game. I, I always say you either, you either win or you lose. It's not it's not life or death. It's not the end of the world. So um, we just go back to the drawing board, back to the process and, and just try and like reset ourselves. And and again, look, yeah, we, we'd like to get that element of consistency. You know, we see it in some games. We see great consistency in, it. in other games. We don't. But look, that's what we're working towards. Isn't that the joys of sport, really, you know? And but the thing is, you're competitive first and foremost, as well as you mentioned. We last talked in Crow Park, not a good day, but at least you were there. This year, look, I suppose the one result that probably hurts the most this year is the National League final against Roscommon. A low scoring game, it was winnable. I know there was issues before in regards to dual players and all that, but you still probably would have felt there was a game left behind there. Yeah, look at I mean when you're in any final, and I suppose obviously you know it was it was it was a competitive game in the sense there was very little between the sides. So so of course you know we were disappointed not to not to come away with a result. Like we were pleased, I suppose we started off um, you know in early January when we started, and you know we had a tough day out against Kildare that day. And I suppose for us we're very much focused on on the championship, and everything was working towards and building towards that. So even in relation to you know when we structured the panel, like there was a number of girls who had played late into December, so you know we were able to give them that little bit of a break, a little bit of a breather, and kind of that gradual build, I suppose, is what what we've been looking at. So yeah, look, there's no point in dressing up. We were hugely disappointed after after the league final, and you know we had to do a little bit of, a little bit of soul searching and a little bit of a I suppose just a little bit of a reset, but but the great thing about it is, and was the great thing with this split season as well. Like two weeks later, we were into Leinster Championship, so there's no time to sit and feel sorry for ourselves. We just kind of have to get up and get get on with it. And you know, a Leinster Championship has allowed us to do that. So yeah, whilst we're disappointed, we just have to park it and move on. And you did as well. I looked at disappointment as both of the league final was not scoring. The scores came against Kildare, but unfortunately, the problems with the other end. But you've corrected that since. Yeah, it's like a seesaw, you isn't it, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, no, absolutely. Um, we'd only just, I've just been talking about this during the week, you know, so we went through kind of a league campaign, probably not conceding massively, and uh, but we weren't scoring massively. So we'd obviously put a lot of our focus in relation to that. So then the seesaw went the other way. But look, at last weekend, I suppose, against Longford, we got a little bit more balance in relation to scoreline and non-concede. I'm afraid to say it now because I don't know what's going to be before me this weekend. But look, again, it comes back to that element. We're just trying to get that element of consistency to our game. So look, we're delighted to start being able to tack more scores onto the board and probably maybe a little bit more exciting to look at some days. Um, but obviously with that in mind, we can't uh, we can't be shipping scores like we had been maybe um, in the first day out in Leinster against against Kildare, so um, I, I'm, I'm cautiously saying I hopefully we've got a little bit of balance on that, but I say it cautiously. I could be talking to you again, and my hands in my head. But look at hopefully last weekend was a was a good performance. So if we could keep that consistency, we'd be we'd be delighted. Yeah, and it was a satisfying uh, performance as well because he scored four goals, didn't concede any. That was a Longford team that there was only a point uh, b- between you in the most recent meeting as well. Let's move on to the game we're talking about, Leash. It's a rematch of last year's All-Ireland semi-final. You're probably going in as underdogs again. Like, you know, they've three wins out of three. They'll feel they missed, an, uh, missed the boat themselves last year as well. And because it's Wexford, they'll be very motivated. Absolutely. And I mean, Leash put in a, a really good campaign in, in Division Two of the league. And I know we've chatted about this before. You know, Division Two is a really tough division. And as in, 
they were ultra competitive, you know, semi-final spot. And whilst I know, obviously, you know, I think it was Armagh that they came up against, you know, really top side as well. But they would have gained a lot from that. Like Leisha are a really, really good side. We'd be very familiar with them and would have probably played them over the years as well. So, yeah, I would agree that they're going in as favourites into it. You know, they've won their three games on the bounce and I'm sure they have um, big reservations of, uh, you know, an All-Ireland uh, run this year as well. And, and rightly so. But look, again, we're, we're really looking forward to, you know, we're, we're delighted to be in in another semi-final, another big game. You know, you can't beat experience in big games. So people often talk about, you know, trying to get results and different things, but you have to experience those big days. So um, look, you know, last year there was very little between the sides in that All-Ireland semi-final, you know, by the end of it, um, you know, it could have gone either way. And like, I suppose, luckily and thankfully for us, it went our way. But as in any time we play least, there's very little between us, you know, huge hugely talented squad you know and Donny hasn't played that really lovely attacking brand of football so look it's going to be a, a real contest on, on Sunday and um, one that we're really looking forward to but uh, yeah how it's going to go I can't I can't give you that answer yet Darren <laughs> No and, and, and that's what we'll find out on Sunday too as well the one thing is that like Mo Nerney is a name that comes to mind straight away when we think about Leash there's others as well it's not just herself but you've plenty of lieutenants that can step up for the job no doubt that's part of the tour process as well but again, after the Kildare game, we're talking about trying not to concede goals here. Yeah, look, at it. again, it comes back to that balance. We're trying to have that 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 kind of, I suppose, variety in our play as in, a, in an attacking sense. But, you know, we, we, we can't possibly be leaving ourselves, uh, leaving ourselves open like we were. Um, and again, look, at I think Kildare and Leash at times play quite a similar brand of football in ways as well. So, you know, we, we've had good experience on that. So, yeah, look, it'll be up to us. We'll have to get, obviously, you know, a couple of matchups. And I suppose just our team structure, because for me, defensively, as in it's a unit, it's not just about, you know, one or two lines of the field. So for us, it's usually important as a unit that that we rectify that. I suppose that was something that we, we went about last weekend. But... Again, we don't want to revert back into thinking that we have to we, we have to just defend. We need to get scores on the board as well. So it's about getting that balance in our play. But um, yeah, no, we're, we're acutely aware of the threats that 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 they possess. And look at, um, I think it's going to be a ding down game. I think it's going to be a really good battle. Yeah, and it's a very good point as well, Lizzie, because when you actually look at the 15 that I have in front of me here, and there's a few names to decide that we could expect from a Wexford team, it's like you have all the pieces and it's probably just ironing out one or two uh, um, positions in regards to players in there. Like the panel, there's not too many changes from last year, thankfully for Wexford. And also Tara Doyle has come in, made an impact back in the team this year. And of course, Bernie Breen back involved. Yeah, no, two two really experienced campaigners, you know, um, like Tara had just taken a bit of a break um, just with work commitments over the last couple of years. And obviously Bernie, Bernie had a baby last year. So we're delighted to welcome them back in. And it's that little bit of experience as well, which is hugely important, you know. Um, like we would have lost a few from last year's squad, but... Um, I suppose, you know, there's there's a good cohort that that we have. I suppose that's always the challenge in, in ladies football, isn't it? Keeping that consistency within your within your squad and then just being able to make those additions. So look, the two girls that have come in have, have been excellent. There's others, there's a couple of younger players that have come on board and we're always very um, you know, I suppose after COVID, it was very hard with maybe no underage championship for some of those players facilitating through. I think it's always important to get a couple of youngsters through every year as well. So we're glad to see a couple of additions there as well. So, look, I think we have a nice blend of, of youth and experience and, um, you know, as in, and that experience is important when we talk about those big days and those big occasions. Um, 
because looking at the end of it, it's just a game of football. And, and I suppose those those more experienced players can often help with that process for some of the youngsters coming in as well. So, yeah, look, we have we have lots of pieces. It's just making sure that that unit is right uh, going forward. So, and again, I know I keep coming back to it, but it's just that level of consistency that we're looking for now. We're looking forward to it. I said to Neve in the football podcast this week, this could be the game of the weekend, especially if the two of you show up. And of course, no doubt you'll be hoping you get the performance of your team. Before I let you go, um, of course, this year you're officially joint manager. Uh, John Nolan's come in. Now he's been involved with Fox Sport Cabin TV too, bringing plenty of experience too. How has that working relationship work, worked out? And especially for John too, coming into the setup after you turned your fortunes around last year. Yeah, no, it's been it's been super, and I suppose look at as in last year we probably would have had um, a management team in that we literally pulled and dragged people from a couple of different areas, and people kind of dropped all to help in. So we've we've I suppose our management team in general um, we've had a number of additions to it. So like John has been excellent and brings you know just just huge experience and knowledge of the game. You know, brilliant on the field, just you know elements that he would have got obviously as as we slag him from from his Dublin playing days and whatnot but um on, on that side of things excellent but again we've added you know Kira Scallon Benny McCabe would have been there when we uh Wexford won the junior all Ireland in 2014 so you know two really good additions Mary Rose Kelly in with goalkeeping sure a name synonymous with Wexford so we're delighted to have Mary Rose as is our keepers Aileen Ryan another uh, another former player so for us, I suppose, and I suppose it's just how we how we like to. It, it's nearly like we've a shared leadership model. It's it's everyone kind of has an input and a say, and I think that's hugely important. And I think, you know, everyone involved is, has busy lives as well, so it, it helps with that process. And you know, it, it's it's obviously John is in as joint manager, um, and and all and and whatnot. But um, everyone has contributed, and it's it's been massively important in relation to, to what we're trying to do. And I think if you talk to the girls, you you you'd get that same kind of vibe as well. So everyone has a voice and everyone's valued in that and we're, we're lucky to have all these people on board.